0: Welcome and thanks for listening to this message from CityBridge Community Church. Our heart at CityBridge is to call all people to be fully devoted followers of Christ. To learn more about CityBridge and how you can take your next faithful step with Jesus, check us out online at citybridgechurch.org. Now, here's the message.
1: We're really uh, glad to be with you this morning. My name is Kyle Kegler. I get to Play the role of lead pastor here, and so I don't know what you think about when we say Salah Sunday. So about fifty percent of the room is probably wired a little bit like me. I am a recovering paceaholic, okay, and I am like, "What's going to happen? Silence? Slowing down? What is that? Give me something else to do. Give me something else to do." Right? The other half of the room is like, "Finally." Okay, let's just stop. And so what we want to do is we just want to slow down today. We want to take a breath. We're going to go back over just scripturally what we've done these last few weeks. And so for so many of us, we get to the parking lot and we don't remember what was just taught. And so we're going to go back over that. We're going to read a lot of scripture. We're going to give you time to yourself. And we want you to to hear from God. I'm not gonna tell you very much about what God says. We're gonna let God's word do that and we're gonna give you some time alone in your seat just reflecting on what God might be saying to you. And so one of the things I really have a heart for for City Bridge is that we would get competent and good at listening to the Lord, hearing from God. And so when I say that term, Some folks kind of go, what's that mean? And so sometimes you'll hear David on stage. You'll hear him say, well, God kind of led me. And you'll hear other people say, hey, God told me. And you kind of hear that phraseology sometimes from us at times, certainly in other places. Let me just take a couple of minutes and just tell you what we mean, okay, when somebody on stage says, hey, I heard God speak to me some way, somehow, And we think there's four different ways for you to kind of hear from the Lord as we get set up to kind of work our way through kind of this Selah Sunday. And the first is, obviously, number one, all the things we're gonna talk about lead back to number one, God's word. Okay, the Bible is God's revelation to us. You can guarantee that that is God speaking to you when your life aligns with what God's word says. The second is that God's people is another way that God speaks. Now that's not foolproof, okay? That's not as strong as God's word, but seeking biblical counsel from trusted friends who love God is another way that God speaks to us as we're trying to hear from the Lord. But we always wanna take that counsel back to God's word. Another way that God communicates to us is through circumstances. So God either is causing all things to happen or he's allowing all things to happen. So he is sovereignly in control, and so circumstances can sometimes okay, move us to hear from God. It's not foolproof. We always wanna go back to God's word. We wanna go back to God's people. It's not foolproof. And the last way is what I would just call impressions, that sometimes you are just, At praying or you're spending time with the Lord or you're in the middle of driving and you just have an impression that you think might be from the Lord. And this is the one that gets a little bit dangerous for us. And so we want to take those impressions to God's word back to God's people because I do believe that God speaks to us in the silence of our heart. I believe he does do that. I also believe that the enemy has that same access to speak to us in the silence of our heart. And so when I'm thinking that I'm hearing from God, from the Spirit of God, I have Proverbs fourteen twelve in my mind. that The way of a man seems right in his own eyes, but in the end, it's death. So I have had some of those impressions that I thought was the Lord and I acted on that and that was a bad idea. And so we wanna get good at hearing from God, but we always wanna take things back to God's people. We always wanna take things to God's word. So just with kind of that set up today, I just wanna remind you where we've been in the last seven weeks of this High Call Safe Place series. And so it can kind of be divided up into kind of the goal that we live for. Right? And if you want to take pictures of the reflection questions and stuff today, that's great, but I really do want us to focus on, hey, let's listen to what the Lord has to say. But we went through just, hey, what does God ask of us, full devotion, uh, living in community? Rob did a great job, but that's a goal for us, living in biblical community. Then we kind of went on the uh, doctrinal side, and we just talked about the ground we stand, the ground we stand on is who God is, then who we are, humanity. Right, And then God's word, the priority of God's word. And then we spent some time last week. I know we weren't here, but I hope you caught it on live. Jeff did a great job of just explaining what salvation is, that there's three components of that. And if you remember, the first week we started City Bridge, we just said, hey, we're gonna settle the question, who gets the glory? And that's God, Jesus Christ gets the glory. And so we're gonna finish today. By celebrating Jesus and what he has done in us, through us, around us as we go. And so the first thing I just wanna remind you of that we've done in this series is just this, this goal we live for. And I just wanna go back to the idea of full devotion. And so let me read slowly a passage of scripture. And this is kinda where you start. You're like, okay, God, speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. Okay, it's what I do in my journal almost every morning. The first thing I write, hey, speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. And so let's look at Matthew 22, 37 through 39. of, div- And he said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the great and foremost commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. So, what does that tell us? The first thing, the greatest thing, the most important thing is that we are characterized by love. We went on and talked about the Great Commission, Matthew 28 18 through 20 said, And Jesus came up and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father. And the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So if we're to be characterized by love and everything, what's our God-given, God-ordained mission? And it's to make disciples. And then we talked about the importance of community. Proverbs 18:1, who says, He who separates himself seeks his own desire. He quarrels against all sound wisdom. And so some of us, our lives are isolated. Some of us have areas of our life that are isolated that other people don't know about. And so we're living isolated. But I want to tell you this week, I could not, in in the midst of the crazy, right? I was so blessed by you. I can't tell you how many emails and phone calls and conversations about our church stepping up and hosting families, giving rooms, giving food, giving firewood, all kinds of things, coming to the rescue. We had a pipe break up here. You didn't know that, right? But we had a couple of inches of water standing in our iPad studio over here. So at about 7.30, emergency, all hands on deck, bring your shop vacs up to the church. And we had... 15 to 20 of our staff here in 15 minutes. Everybody carrying a shop vac. And so we were able to contain it. And a shout out to our facilities team who rescued us from just having, we're being a little soggy today in here, right? As we were doing that. But I was so encouraged this week by our church. And we learned some things too. We could have done better as a church. Like now that we don't have watermark kind of undergirding some of that stuff. We're like, oh, we need to be better at what we can offer in our community. We've got construction here so we couldn't be a warming place, but I want to be a warming place. Okay, when things like that happen, so we've learned a lot and we know that we can do better, but thank you, body of City Bridge, for stepping up and loving our friends. And so here's the summary. We live a life on mission, characterized by love in the midst of community. And so here's what we're going to do. We're going to we're going to take a 3 or 4 minutes here and I'm going to read some reflection questions to you. And I just want you to pick one. Okay, just pick one question and I want you to take that minute and a half or 2 minutes of silence and I want you just to kick your feet up, don't hit anybody in the head right in front of you and just say, "Hey God, what are you saying to me about this question? What do you want me to do in light of God's word and in light of this question, and then after we're done with kinda each of these movements that's in the message today, we're gonna have uh, our community shepherds come up and pray those passages, those principles principles kinda into our body. I told my girls all the time, hey, pray God's word in, right? Live it out, pass it on is what we wanna do. So we're just gonna kinda pray that in. And so let me read some of these questions in Mike and Amanda Smith, our community shepherds who shepherd other groups here are gonna come up and pray for So here's a question for you, just choose one of these. Would others characterize you as a person marked by love? If not, why not? Are you on mission and fully utilizing your God-given gifts? If not, what are your next steps? Who are you discipling? Who are your men, women, kids? Daniel and I didn't talk about what we were going to talk about, but he asked you a great question. Who are your people? If our mission is to make disciples, who are your disciples? And if you don't have them, how do you get them? We want to help you. Are you isolated from godly friends? If so, why? And what are next steps to develop those friendships? And is there any area of your life isolated from others? What is it? And how can you move towards living in the light? And so we're gonna take a couple of minutes and I just want you to say, hey, speak, Lord, your servant is listening.
2: Heavenly Heavenly Father, God, you are love. Um, And you call us to love you with all of our heart, with all of our mind, with all of our soul. And God, not just to love you, but to love others in that same way as well. Your word in Matthew 22 says that all of the law, all of the prophets, God, Genesis to Revelation is summed up by love you and love others. And so, God, I pray that you can continue to stir the hearts of our body here, that we will do what is eternally best for someone else no matter the cost, God, not just sitting back and saying that we love others, God, but stir our hearts. Conform us to look like your son, to look like you. You didn't sit on the sidelines. You sent your son to die on the cross for our sins. And because you first loved us, we can love others as well, God. And I pray that if there are people still living in isolation here in our body, God, that um, you'd move us towards community, towards others, that we can put them first, God, and love them well.
0: Father, you tell us um, to go and make disciples, Lord, but you don't start there. You actually start with all authority and heaven on earth has been given to you. And so Lord, we, we come just knowing that you are sovereign, knowing that you are in control of everything and thanking you so much for that. But Lord, then you continue, go and make disciples of all the nations, Lord, whether that's in our home, in our neighborhood, in our city, in our county, But Lord, I specifically want to pray for our kids at the other end of the building. Lord, as we take ground in loving you and loving others, I pray that we are modeling, not just with our words, but with our actions, what it means to be a fully devoted follower of you, what it means to lay down our time, our treasure and our talent. Lord, I thank you for our children who are down there. I thank you for our leaders who are making disciples. And Lord, if if there is somebody on our mind that you want us to just take under our wing, Lord, will you please make that clear so we can share your goodness and your glory, Lord, because this is all about making your name great and not ours. And so, Lord, I pray that it is your will be done, it is your kingdom come, and it is for your glory. And it's in your precious son's name I pray, amen.
1: Amen. And so, let me check in for a second on my recovering paceaholics. How you doing? Okay, because sometimes still, like I sit there and I'm like, "Ooh, that silence is going a long time." Right? When's this next thing gonna happen? I just want to remind you, it's good for you, right, to sit in silence with the Lord. And so, uh, as we kind of move through the series, high call, safe place, Derek kind of taught us a couple of things that were really, really important. And so we kind of call this section the ground that we stand on. And uh, I'm just gonna read out of, Ezek- out of Exodus 34, 6 and 7. And it just says this. It says, then the Lord passed by in front of him and proclaimed, and this is Moses, the Lord, the Lord God, compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in loving kindness and truth, who keeps loving kindness for thousands, who forgives iniquity, transgression, and sin, yet he will by no means leave the guilty unpunished. And it's one of the places we get in the scripture where we talk about high call, safe place, that, hey, God is not gonna leave the guilty unpunished. There is gonna be justice. God is gonna set things right. But at the same time, God wants us to be a safe place because that's his character. What he just told us right there, he's a forgiving God. And so we love this idea that this place is a high call and a safe place. And then we kind of moved through that message series and we talked about kind of who, if that's who God is, who are we? And we were in Genesis 1:26 and 27, and then God said, let us. Let us, right there, Genesis 1, he's talking about the Trinity. Let us make man in our image according to our likeness and let him rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Verse 27, God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female. He created them. And I think I'm going to remember this forever about this passage, but Derek broke it up and said, hey, mankind, humanity is beautiful and they're broken. And it's a tension that we have to live with and we have to learn how to trust God with that. We're made in God's image. We're we're rescued from the domain of darkness, but we're also a broken people And what I love is kind of we did God's word in the midst of that section of the message. And as you think about us being, okay, beautiful to God, but we're also broken, I want to go to Psalm 19 that we used in that passage. And I want to tell you what God does through his word for a broken people. Psalm 19, seven through 11 just says this, the law of the Lord is perfect, and it restores our souls. Broken people need soul restoration. The testimony of the Lord is true. It makes wise the simple. So folks that aren't smart, intelligent become intelligent when they lean on God's word. The precepts of the Lord are right. They rejoice the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean. It endures forever. The judgments of the Lord are true. They are righteous altogether. They are more desirable than gold, yes, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the drippings of the honeycomb. Moreover, by them your servant is warned, and in keeping God's commands, there is great reward. So in this High Call Safe Place series, we were taught the nature of God, the nature of man, and that God's Word has an answer for that brokenness in the nature of man. And so this, those things are the ground that we stand on as a body. And so here are some more questions, some more reflection questions for you to process in a time of silence. Again, just choose one and kind of think about it. So, do you know what God's word says about the character of God? Do you believe it? Do you see God as a judge or a policeman, a harsh father, Santa Claus, or as a loving father? What is driving your perspective? How do you see yourself? Do you see yourself as beautiful? is broken. What does God say about your value? What do you believe about God's word? Is it your authority, conscience, and guide? What areas of God's word are you ignoring right now? So pick one of those. And then Daniel and Danielle Wells, other community shepherds on our team are going to come up and they're going to pray that for us, that we would understand that in ways that we as a body haven't done that before so speak lord your servants are listening father thank you that your word reminds us that you are merciful and gracious that you're
3: slow to anger and that you're abounding in steadfast love and faithful And thank you that we can look to your word for guidance and
1: that we can even look to Jesus, who was your word that became flesh. And thank you as we look at your character and we look at your word, that there's
3: consistency, that you're never changing. And Father, I ask right now, if our hearts have drifted away from who you are or if we're questioning your goodness right now, that you would draw us near so that we can stand in your love and your grace and your mercy knowing that you love us with an everlasting love.
4: Thank you, God, that you promise us that you will never leave us or forsake us. I Thank you, God, that we are made in your image and that you have given us value, distinction, and dignity. I pray that You would help us as we go about our days to be reminded of that truth and to live it out God I pray Lord as we see and interact with others that we would be reminded that they are made in your image that they are valuable that they are they are so loved that you would give your son for them and for us and we thank you for that I pray Lord that we would live in response to that that you would give us eyes to see others like you see them, that you would give us a heart for them. Um, And I pray, God, that we would be your hands and feet and be reminded of the truth that you love us and that we have value, distinction, and beauty in you. And we thank you for that, God. Amen.
1: Amen. So we've talked about the, the, the goal that we live for. The ground we stand on and now the, just call it the glory we long for. And so as we talked about we're beautiful but broken, Jeff kind of led us into uh, John one fourteen, and he spent uh, last Sunday talking about just salvation, what it is. And it starts with John one fourteen, and it says, the word became flesh and blood and dwelt among us. The Message Bible says that Jesus came and moved into the neighborhood, that that the God of glory, Jesus Christ, put on human flesh and came so that he might save us. And if you're walking with Christ as you're a Christ follower, anytime we hear that word, we ought to fall down and just say, Lord, thank you. And Jeff explained that there were three components of what salvation is for us. One, Romans 5, 1, just says, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And so when Jesus came, and at the the minute that you crossed the line of faith and became a Christ follower, you were justified, you were set right with God, that when he saw you, Okay, he's like, I see the righteousness of Jesus. I don't see the sinfulness of mankind. Romans five eighteen says, so then as through one transgression there resulted condemnation to all men, talking about Adam. Even so, through one act of righteousness, Jesus, there resulted justification of life to all of men. And so you were set right if you're a cross, if you're a Christ follower, You were set right in the substitutionary death of Jesus on a cross. We went on to talk about justification, then sanctification. 1 Thessalonians 4.3 just says, For this is the will of God, your sanctification. And so this is God's continual initiation with you, and that you respond to him in yieldedness and faithfulness and people grow. That's how you grow. You respond in faithfulness and yieldedness, obedience to him initiating with you. And we wage war against sin and we live in newness of life. And then he wrapped up his time, if you'll remember talking about just the term glorification that we're looking to what's coming in the future, and Jeff painted a picture of what's coming, and so this is a place, Christ followers at City Bridge, we just don't do this very well. It is a part of salvation, but we don't look to what's coming, and we don't live with the end in mind that this, what we live here is momentary light affliction. I hate to tell you, Snowmageddon, momentary light affliction, right? If we compare it to what's coming, Revelation 21, three and four says this. says, I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, behold, the tabernacle of God is among men and he will dwell among them and they will be his people and God himself will be among them. And listen to what he's gonna do. And he will wipe away every tear from their eyes and there will no longer be any death. There will no longer be any mourning or crying, or pain, because the first things that are happening now, those things have passed away. And so we're going to get a chance in a little bit to give God glory for what He's done. Justification set us right. Sanctification continuing to initiate us that we might look like Christ. And then glorification as we go. And so we're going to take some more time. Last time that we're just going to reflect on that message from last week and make sure we walk away with something that we want to apply to our lives. And after our reflection time, another of our uh, community shepherds, Carlos and Diana Lopez, will come up and they will pray for us. So speak, Lord, your servant is listening.
3: Lord Jesus, we are so thankful for your grace and truth that you became flesh and dwelt among us. And for the cross, Lord, that because of the finished work of Christ on the cross, we have grace upon grace. We can stand in your righteousness and be justified. Lead us, Lord, as the City Bridge Church body, wherever we each may be in our walk, renew in us an unwavering faith in that truth. Give us a willing spirit, embed this truth deeply in our hearts and minds, and help us remember every day that we're justified by faith, not our own works. Let our lives be marked by the joy of your salvation, and let this truth overflow into all we do in a way the world has never seen.
5: Lord God, i in awe as we spend time in your word, and we gather together, Lord, that your plan and your will from the beginning of time is to offer salvation and justification, the dying of Jesus and his resurrection. Lord, I pray that and give thanks that you don't stop there, Lord, that your will also is for us to be sanctified in your truth. Lord, for us to work out our salvation, that we would wage war against sin, that we would walk in newness of life and that we would keep our eyes and our hearts on the promise of glorification, Lord, that one day you will come back and you will dwell with us again forever, and that tears would be no more, death would be no more, mourning and suffering would be no more, Lord. So I pray that City Bridge would be a church that is focused on fighting a good fight, finishing the race, keeping the faith, Lord, keeping an eternal perspective, focused on you, Lord. Would you give us the strength, the grace of Jesus Christ, Lord, that we would fulfill our ministry for your glory and your honor, I pray in Jesus'
1: name. Amen. Amen. Well, as we started this High Call Safe Place series week one, January 3rd, we started with, hey, we're going to settle that question, who gets the glory? that this place, City Bridge Community Church, is not about one person, it's not about a staff, it's not about an amazing teacher, it's not about amazing programs, it's about Jesus Christ getting the glory. And so I get to read now with you one of my favorite passages. And so We know that Jesus's glory is kind of veiled. Philippians 2, 5 through 11 would tell us when Jesus came to earth and what we know of Jesus that it was veiled when he was here. That's the picture we have. And we know now he's in fullness, but we don't get to see that. But let me read to you what's gonna happen, okay, when Jesus returns. 1 Corinthians 13 that says, now we kind of know in part but then we're gonna know in full. Let me just read you what in full means when we get to see Jesus. Revelations 5, Revelation 5, 11 through 13. Then I looked and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne and the living creatures and the elders and the number of them was myriads and myriads and thousands and thousands saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. And every created thing which is in heaven or on earth and under the earth and on the sea and all things in them I heard saying to him, Jesus, who sits on the throne and to the lamb, be blessing and honor and and glory and dominion forever and ever amen
0: thanks for listening we pray this message encourages you on your journey with jesus if you found this message helpful feel free to share it with others and leave us a review to learn about city bridge and how you can take your next faithful step with jesus check us out online at citybridgechurch.org you can also follow us on social at citybridgecc see you next time